Welcome to Doing Time with Joe. I'm your host, Joe Baker. I'm back again with another episode. On this episode, I'm going to be talking about uh, being a bad bad parent uh, while you're in prison. Uh, it's stemming from a conversation that I had with a young gentleman in here that was giving his son bad advice when it came to uh, an issue of his mother, uh, the son's uh, mother, being involved with another man that um, wasn't his father and um, the exchange between me and the guy in here was interesting uh, and I think it's something that a lot of people may not be aware of but I wanted to share this conversation with you because I believe it's important for us as uh, parents in prison to uh, co-parent in a positive and productive way with the child's welfare in mind more so than our own and um, that's what I'm going to be talking about. I hope that you can um, learn something from this as always. And uh, just so sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Yeah, like I said in the intro, right, I want to talk about being a bad parent um, while you're in prison. I was talking to this young man uh, the other day, and I don't know why he thought I was with what he was talking about, but the way he was talking to me, he he was assuming that I was in agreement with him about using his son to manipulate the situation at home uh, with, his, uh, with the mother. Basically, he was telling his son to be uh, disrespectful to his mother if, she, if he saw her with another man. Make it difficult for her and so that she wouldn't mess with anybody else so that when he got out, which is going to be years from now, and I wouldn't care if it was one year from now, but he wanted to seem the situation to be one where he could get out of prison and walk right back into her life, whether that's what she wanted or not, because they have a son. And I just totally disagree with that. And some of the things that he was asking his son to do, in my opinion, was setting uh, bad precedent for how his son would be able to uh, deal with women in the future. He's telling his son to be disrespectful to his mother. If a son is going to be disrespectful to his mother, then guess what? He's going to grow up. And I think his son was seven or eight years old. His son is going to grow up being disrespectful to women. He's listening to his father. Now, put, let, me, let me make sure you understand. Uh, he's not telling his son to be disrespectful. He's telling his son to make it difficult for his mother. If she's with another man, he, he wants his son, at eight years old, to tell the dude that you're not my dad and you can't tell me nothing, and this and that, which all of that's true. He's not his father. And as far as uh, disciplining and all of those things that come with being in a relationship when it comes to uh, somebody that's not the biological father of the child, and th th there has to be some kind of parameters established between the adults in the relationship with the consideration of the child before any of that is allowed to take place under any circumstances. But as the biological father to tell the son to make it as difficult as you can for her, his mother, in 
whenever she got involved in a relationship, that's bad advice. You don't tell a son, you don't tell a child to implement themselves in a relationship that their mother is trying to have in a way that will cause grief for the mother. That teaches the child to be disrespectful. That's what I mean. That teaches the child to be disrespectful of his mother. It also, on a bigger stage, teaches the child to be disrespectful of adults. Of adults. Particularly women, but of adults. Here you are, a grown man in prison. And I told him this. You are a grown man in prison. And you are conspiring with a child to manipulate the household that you abandoned when you had a chance to be a part of that child's life and that woman's life. You abandoned them because you wanted to run the streets. And now that she has decided that this is not what she wants, you feel you have the right to infringe on her life in a negative way. And he was like, Joe T, you don't even understand, man, because your kid's grown. I said, well, before they got grown, they were kids. Before they got grown, they were kids. And I always told my sons, do not be disrespectful of your mother. I said that. I know one time I was talking to my son, my oldest son, uh, on one occasion, and he was upset that he had overheard his mother in the back room having sex with her boyfriend. And he was out there on the couch, and he heard this, right? And it pissed him off. And he was talking to me, and I said, Son, uh, I get it. I get it. I, I wouldn't want to hear that either. You know what I'm saying? But you need to say something to your mom, because my son was at this time, was like 12 or 13. I said, Say something to her, but don't you be disrespectful. Or you could have got up and left the house. You be, be respectful of your mother, because... This relationship that she was in was a long-term relationship. It's not like he didn't know the guy. And I have to admit that any time that I had a conversation like this with either one of my sons where they would feel defensive about a situation like that, it was after they had been to visit me. And I think that on, a, on another level, they were trying to be protective of me. You know what I'm saying? In the back of their minds, they may have wanted me to be with their mother and her being in the room with somebody else threatened that. Because it wasn't like the guy was mistreating them. He did the best he could as well in helping, you know, out in the household. But I think they were more like trying to be like, you my dad and and I don't like this, and so on and so forth. More so for my benefit. And I could have took the bait and said, yeah, that's messed up, and I don't know what's wrong with her, and this, 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 and that, and blah, blah, blah. Which, again, on an adult level, yeah, you don't want your kids hearing that anyway. You don't need that. Now, turn the music up, or wait till they go to sleep, or whatever the case may be, which it was at night, and they probably should have been in the bed sleep anyway. But I do understand what my son is saying, but at the same time, I'm not going to open up the door to him being disrespectful to his mother because I understand at this time 
know what I'm saying, that that would lead to him being disrespectful of women, and we ain't going to do that. We're just not going to do that. Period. And that's what I was trying to explain to this young brother. You know what I'm saying? Why are you trying to uh, manipulate your way back into her life? You need to be aware of how this is going to affect your son. And most people in prison, when it comes to parenting, uh, they don't have the right advice to give either. Because the structures that they have experience with, the family structures that they have experience with, was all over the place too. And this behavior that he thought was right is probably something that he had learned himself growing up. And I talked to him about that. And he, he was adamant with, you know, saying that, you know, he was right and that uh, ain't no man going to let some other man come into his house and raise his child. And I said, look, man, I understand exactly what you're saying when it comes to that, but you are the one that left. And she has a right to continue her life. If she chose to be with you and wait for you, cool. Cool. But if she chooses to go on with her life, you have to respect that. And most definitely, you don't use your own son to manipulate and make the household disruptive for her so that you can make sure that when you get out, that no man is in the picture. It's just not fair to her or the child. But that's what a lot of people in here do. They use money, you know, because a lot of guys in here, you know, they get involved in whatever they got to get involved in to send money home. I respect it. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, if you're doing it in an illegal fashion, uh, you're setting a bad example for your child. And, and I can speak to that because I set a bad example for both of my kids, and both of my kids ended up in prison with me. Now, what do you think about that? I'm speaking from experience. I'm not just throwing stuff out there. I didn't read this out of no book. What I'm telling you is what I lived. I set a bad example for my kids, whether they saw me selling drugs or not. I talked the talk, I walked the walk, and they picked up on it. They heard the rumors, they heard about their daddy, this, 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 and that. The daddy got plugs, they asked about plugs. I would set them up with these plugs. I made all the wrong decisions that ultimately led to my sons being in prison with me and at different times becoming my cellmates. Now how is that being a good father? I was being a terrible father. Terrible. Terrible. So I'm giving you advice based on my experience. And it is not something that I say easily because I know that I Look, both of my sons listened to the nonsense that I said and did. Both of my sons ended up in prison. But let's look at that on a larger scale and, and, and how that really affected their life. Let's break it down. My oldest son, dynamic on the basketball court, had a chance to go to college. But because of some of the nonsense that I said, he went the other way. So guess what happened? He didn't get to go to college. Some people say that's not your fault, that's not my fault. But what I say is, I have to be part of the blame for that. I have to be. If I don't influence my son to, well, if I don't, if I'm not that voice to say, look, don't do that, then my son is going to get involved in these things. When I say, okay, you're going to do this, let me show you the right way to do it. Stupidest things I could have said. There's no right way to do wrong. So as a result, my son don't end up in college. Yeah. That's my fault. 
yeah, that's my fault. Now, when you come to my youngest son, he was dynamic on the basketball court as well, but both of them are smart as I'll get out and could have done anything. But my son became a father when he was very young. Very young. And I love my grandbaby without question. Love my grandbaby. But because of some of the foolishness that I was involved in, some of the foolishness that I opened up to him, he was not in his daughter's life for 10 plus years because he was in prison. And I have to bear responsibility for that. And no question about it. And I'm not feeling good saying that. I'm giving you this advice because it's real. The things that you do, the things that you influence your son to do, that's what I'm telling this guy. The things that he influences his son to do, all in an effort to get back at the mother so he can be in a relationship with her, a relationship that she don't want with him anymore, it's going to have broad-reaching effects. It's going to go way beyond that household in the way that it's going to affect that boy. And being selfish and trying to get back with her and use the son to do it is the most, it's, it's stupid, it's selfish, and it's wrong. Now let's say that, you know, he'll do like a lot of people. He'll he'll find him somebody else and then he he won't want to be with the mother. But let's say that what he is trying to do works. Then he has to bear some responsibility in, in her life taking a turn that she didn't want it to take because he influenced the son. If he was a man about it, he would just talk to her about it himself. But he can't do that because he has no ground to stand on. Why? Because he abandoned that household. He left her with his son. She didn't leave him. He left her. You understand what I'm saying? So in doing that, he abdicates all rights to say anything to her about her. About the son, yeah, as long as it's the right thing. About her, absolutely not one word. He don't get to decide who she sleeps with. He don't get to decide who she talks to. He don't get to decide any of that. Now, if he wants to co-parent in a positive, productive way, he can, he should talk to her about, okay, let's not move too fast in bringing another man into the house, and, and let's think about how this is going to affect him and how we can ease him into this so he can accept this and be in a positive and productive way. Now, see, that's being a man. Because at the end of the day, he left. She did. And they have to raise this child to be somebody that's going to be a positive and productive citizen. And, and in doing that, especially in our situations when you're in prison, you have to, um, you got to grow up fast, man. You got to grow up fast and you got to put, you know, those feelings that you have. And I, I have no doubt that he still loves her. He's just expressing it in the wrong way. I have no doubt that he loves her. Cause he's not trying to hear anything <laughs> that I'm saying. <laughs> you know, he gets bad about it when I cut into him like that. Because he's saying that I should understand that I should be on his side because I'm in here. And what I'm telling him is been there, done that. Been there, done that. And I, I, no, don't get it twisted. I never said anything, you know what I'm saying, about the mother to the kids. I never did allow them to say anything disrespectful to me about her without checking them. You know what I mean? What I'm saying, when I say been there, done that, I know how he feels. I know how he feels. 
but that feeling that he has, um, he has to find a way to express that in a positive and productive way. You know, I just wanted to drop that on you. I'm not gonna make this a long episode. Um, I just wanted to drop that on you, and let me let me let me tell you a little bit more advice before I uh, sign off on this right. When it comes to raising a child uh, from prison, you got to take a back seat to what you want and what's best for the child. When you have, you know, an, a significant other out there that's raising your child, be grateful for that. Be grateful for that because what if you didn't have somebody out there that loved your child to raise them? They found themselves in foster care or in the home of somebody that didn't care nothing about them, you know, because of the circumstances. It could be really, really, really worse. And then you would be upset about that. He's in the household with his mother that loves him dearly, but she wants to move on with her life. And I think that she should have the opportunity to do that if that's what she wants to do. You can still be her friend. You're just not going to be her lover anymore. And that's primarily because you didn't want it, not because she didn't want it. And that's how I'm going to leave this, man. And I uh, hope that you get something out of this. Uh, and if you're a mother out there or the parent out there is raising the child, look, kudos to you. Keep doing what you do. Do the best you can. And uh, put the child first. Because I'm telling you that they're going to need you. They're going to need you in a very strong way. And if you're a single mother and it's not about, or a single parent, and it's not about somebody that you love is not there, they're in prison, other circumstances happen and you break up with people or you get divorced or whatever the case may be, and you're doing it on your own, uh, well, you're doing it, you know, co-parenting, but they're not living, you're not living together, Look, kudos to you too. Kudos to you too. But let your focus be the child. But you got to make sure that, um, in my opinion anyway, that you're paying attention to the child in a way that uh, you got to watch everything. That's all I'm going to say. Because if you're not watching everything as best you can, you're going to find yourself in a situation trying to explain uh, later on, assuming that, the child understands uh, what you want them to do and telling the child what you want them to do as far as being uh, responsible and all this and that, two different things. Don't assume that they'll get it just because, you know, you're in the house and you say it once or twice. Kids need repetition. That's one thing I have learned. And they'll get sick of you saying it. When they start talking about, Mommy, you done told me this for the thousandth time, then they get it. Then you move on to something else, you know what I'm saying, to teach them. But uh, I'm going to wrap this thing up, man. I really appreciate all of y'all out there listening. Uh, this has been another episode of Doing Time with Joe. I'm your host, Joe Baker, and I say peace, y'all.